Hey, girl. Hey. Hi, weirdo. <laughs> um, I'd rather be weird than normal. Thank you very much. What is normal? I'm sorry. I'd rather be weird than boring. That's better. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, who, who's normal? What's normal? Is there anything that is normal? Besides the guy named normal? I'm trying to think of something like witty and yet like assholey. Yeah. And I'm drawing a blank. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Insert your own comment here. <laughs> oh, hey, welcome to my favorite haunting, the podcast. I'm Mel. I'm Ames. This is episode 28. Two in a row. We did. You know why? Because I'm writing down to do it. Good. Yeah. Um, I'm also writing down to remind everybody about our Go Name Yourself contest. Yes. Go Just Name Yourself. Still running strong. Um, you have until shit the 29th of July. I don't know. Somewhere around 30. there. Yeah, I'm pretty sure 30. The is end of July. The last Monday of July. Submit your. Best suggestions for what our fans should be called. For example, Green Bay Packers fans are called cheeseheads. <laughs> I mean, they wear Swiss cheese on their I know. It's just, <laughs> just funny. I'm, I'm sitting here trying to think like totally on the fly. Like what are, what are other fans called? Fans of other things called. Um, yeah. Packers fans are cheeseheads. Um <laughs> And it's funny that I... Buffalo I, Bills fans are sad. I, <laughs> <laughs> oh, in more ways than one. I'm sorry, guys. Not really. I was... Because I was thinking, I'm like, I'm not... But I'm a Bears fan. So it's ironic that I know our mortal enemies' names. And I, I don't know... I don't know that Bears fans have names. Baby Bears. Monsters. <laughs> no, those are Lady Gaga fans are monsters. Uh. Or little monsters. Or shit. I don't... Something, something. along those lines. Yeah. Um, what else do we have? Um, I don't know, but there's two for you, so figure it out. Um, uh, yeah, so you have until July 29th. You can email us at myfavoritehaunting at gmail.com or you can DM us on any of our social media platforms. We have Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, My Fave Haunting, um, or My Favorite Haunting on Facebook. And um, give us your best suggestion. We're going to put it to a vote while we take our two-week break Yep. Uh, in August. And um, So it's all up to you what you get to name. It's totally up to you guys. Um, and, of course, the poll is going to be anonymous. I'm just going to post the suggestions. And I have a list of everyone who submitted. And, Yeah. Winner will go down in infamy. <laughs> Did I say that right? Infamy on the internet. Sure. It's internet famous forever and ever and ever. And they'll get a prize pack. Yes, they will. Some free shit. Who doesn't like free shit? Um, yeah. So that's that. And Rolling Hills. I was going to say, are we going to mention like, Rolling Hills yeah, or is it too, too Cause I don't, late? Because <laughs> I don't know. Like a month from now we might be full, but um, on the off chance that we're not, you know. Uh, Join us for a hunt. Yeah. Rolling Hills Asylum, East Benth... East... I can't do the words today. <laughs> East Bethany, New York. Or and Batavia. I was going to say for, yeah, for hotel accommodation, search for Batavia. Yeah. 
Um, you are responsible for your own transportation, food, and lodging. Um, we got you covered for the hunt. Um, bring equipment if you have any. And uh, if you don't, phone, flashlight, camera. Camera. Fo- recorder. Well, That's recorder. about it. Batteries. Lots of batteries. Lots of batteries. However many cause... batteries you think you need, bring triple. Yeah, because the ghosties like to eat them. If they, yeah, that's a really common thing is battery drain. So, um, yeah, and we'll do like a get to know you dinner, hang out beforehand, and then we'll hunt from 7 p.m. to 3 a.m. the next day. This is August 26th, by the way. <laughs> it's booked already. Yes, it is. Um, goes into Tuesday morning, and then we can all get together and have like brunch or lunch or something the next day and hang out and talk about our experiences, and it'll be fun. And, you know, maybe make some friends. <laughs> um, who do, I got dibs on the morgue, though. And the shock therapy room. Ooh, and the Christmas room. Ooh, Ooh and the shadow hallway. Okay, so Ooh. everywhere? I want all those places. <laughs> I'm going to EVP the shit out of those places. You uh, you are more than welcome to lay in a morgue drawer. I will stand outside and spot I'm you. I'm not going to lay in the drawer. I will okay. lay on the table, though. Okay. The table is still there. I will lay on, I will lay on the table. Um, and there are reports of in the Christmas room cause the, they set it up for the kids, right? Cause yeah. there's, there's very, very sadly children ghosts and, um, they have like toys and stuff spread out. And one of the reports is like the trucks, like the cars and stuff like yeah. move. So another good thing to bring if you have it is masking tape or gaffers tape. Yes. And what you do, if you're not familiar, if you've never done this before, if you've done this before, you, this is old news. Cause we did this at the Shanley with, um, there was a ball mm-hmm. that the kid liked to play with. So you put the tape on the floor, like in a box, like in a square, and then you set the object inside the square. And then that shows you like, if it's moved, like if you leave the room or you take your eyes off of it, you know, like, cause otherwise you're looking at like, wait, was that there before? Exactly. Um, so yeah. And, um, video camera, if you have a video camera, I have a couple of tripods we could set up. Um, cool. Or you just, you know, walk around with, I was thinking of getting a GoPro because <laughs> those are fun. Um, oh, and there's, um, cause I was looking at thermal cameras, mm-hmm. but I don't really want to spend three grand on a <laughs> thermal camera. Yes. So, I mean, unless we make this like a regular thing, then I'll spring for it. But, um, there's, so I was looking at them and there's one that, um, it's actually, for what it is, I was surprised, actually fairly highly rated. Mm-hmm. And it's an attachment that goes on your phone. Cool. It clips into the bottom of the phone and then you download the app for it and it's a, it's a thermal cam. And it just, you just cool. use your phone instead of carrying around a whole, no- and it's like $200 as opposed to wow. 3,000. I mean, 3,000 is like the, it's the FLIR, like the really high end FLIR. Yeah. So you know, you're getting what you pay for, but it's still three grand. So... <laughs> Exactly. Um, and they do also have Rolling Hills has an add on for like 200 bucks. Um, she has a bunch of equipment and she'll go through and like, make sure everyone gets a lesson in it and everyone gets to try it out. Um, but that's gonna, we haven't decided on that yet. That's going to depend on interest. Yes, it will. So, um, yeah, definitely head us up if you guys are interested in that and we'll send you all the info. Gonna be fun. It's gonna be epic. It's gonna change <laughs> lives. Hopefully for the better. <laughs> um yeah. 
So I have a podcast recommendation. Oh, yes. Um, so, you know, I drive back and forth between here and New York mm-hmm. kind of often. So um, usually music gets me through, but sometimes like listening to the same music over and over, I need a little something different. So podcasts are hit and miss because sometimes it's like it's just somebody talking yeah. and it could backfire. <laughs> um, so it's like I alternate between podcasts and um, music. So, but I um, have been listening to the Night Owl podcast, yeah. which is this guy from Austin, Texas. <laughs> and he does I, like local stuff mostly because like he goes and investigates. Oh. Which is funny because that was something that I was thinking of turning this kind of into, mm-hmm. but he beat us to it. Yeah. So, and he's been doing this since 2017. So. <laughs> we're late to the party, but it's okay because we're us. So, you know, we can put our own spin on it. But, um, I mean, it's not saying that we can't do that, but it's just, you know, he got there first. Um, but he does cool little, like he put like, when he's talking, he has like crickets in the background and stuff. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, but he alternates, he does that. And then he does, um, what he calls campfire episodes where people like, um, write in or record their story and send it in uh-huh. and then he plays it. So it's like, um, a firsthand account of, um, an experience that somebody's had, which is cool. cool. So, um, I think he's only monthly at this point. Okay. But, um, if you guys want to check him out, he's really fucking rad. So <laughs> he's got a lot of interesting stories. Cool. So highly, highly wreck. You said night owl, the night owl podcast. Okay. Yeah. If you just search night owl, <laughs> Can get some different things. There's a few things that come up, but if you put in Night Owl Podcast. Okay. And it's, um, let me just pull it up and see the, uh, so I can tell you what the logo looks like. Okay. (laughs) So it's, um, it's like a black and white logo and he's got like, it's a black circle in the middle with a a white owl, like, like negative space owl, like uh-huh. with its its wings spread out, like he's landing his foot okay. down, and then it says the night owl podcast. So okay, that's what the scene, you know, make get, sure the, you right get the right one, right one. Because I'm like, I was looking at the descriptions, and I'm like, this is not ghosts. This <laughs> is not ghosts. What's happening? And then I was like, night owl podcast, which is funny because I was searching in the podcast app. Yeah. So you would think that, but you yeah, but that the- made all the difference. So weird. Yeah. Technology is weird. I don't do the technology science. So. Yeah. Oh, I think that one's on there already, right? Probably. Yeah. One of the first ones. <laughs> yeah, probably. Technology is so broad, though. Like, I don't do, do the app science. <laughs> I, don't, I don't do podcast science. But I can't say that because you I kinda run do. a podcast. <laughs> I hope you can. <laughs> It'd be kind of sad if, yeah. But, I mean, do I run it well? So, am I doing podcast science? Um, I guess our Fans will have to let. I mean, according that. to some people, no. So <laughs> that is a very few people. Uh, hopefully, right enough now. to bring our readings down, though. Boo. Yeah, that's fine. We'll come back. More people will. I almost said vote. Read. More people will read. I'm Please read. Back up. I have faith in our listeners. Um. Anyway. Uh. Oh, that's all I had for today. Do you have anything? Um, I don't think so. So you want to talk about ghosts? Sure. Okay. Sounds good to me. I mean, that's what we're here for, right? Sometimes. It's debatable. (laughs) Oh, am I? It's my turn. Oh, yeah. You're going first. All right. Well, 
I did. Okay. So this is, there's a little bit of a funny backstory to this. So <laughs> I laugh before I even know what it is. <laughs> um, well, cause you know that if I say it's a funny backstory, it's going to be funny, right? Sure. Um, not like ha ha funny, but kind of like, oh, what are the odds? Kind of funny. <laughs> but no. Okay. So months and months ago when we were planning for all you guys to come down for my birthday for the weekend. And so my cousin were going around and we were trying to figure out like what, like things to do and things uh-huh. to show you guys who, that, um, you may not have seen on previous visits or some people hadn't been there before. And like, what would, what should we show them like on their first visit? And, um, so we were just walking around downtown and we ended up on, I guess we must've ended up on East fourth street somewhere. Cause that's where this place is, <laughs> but we passed the merchant's house museum, which okay. is the oldest surviving preserved private residence in New York city. Cool. Um, it's a 19th century home and they still have like all of the family's original furniture and like bed sheets. Sounds good. (laughs) Yeah. So I like stopped, we walked past it and I like stopped in front and I was like, Oh, this place looks cool. And I took a picture of it to like, look it up later. And then I never did (laughs) because it just like, where what we did end up doing like this wouldn't have fit in anywhere yeah like because of its location and like time wise and everything and i don't think everybody would have been into it either like it totally would have been self-indulgent on my part like yeah. you would have liked it i'm sure because <laughs> it felt very like genesee country village yeah like right in the middle of new york city that's which cool. Is cool um and it's like the only place like this in the city so um so we didn't end up doing it um, but fast forward to now and <laughs> I was doing research and like, I was really having a lot of trouble finding something and I wanted to do something in New York for some reason. Yeah. I just felt like it. And, um, the first thing I wanted to do was the Intrepid Museum. Yeah. The, the USS Intrepid is a battleship that's docked, um, in the Hudson river. And because it's kind of my neighborhood yeah. without giving my specific location away, um, <laughs> But it's not far from my building and I've always wanted to go and I've never, I haven't yet. So yeah. like now I'm like, I could walk there. I, <laughs> I better get my ass there. But, uh, you know, battleships and it's like, oh, I wonder if that's haunted. So I started trying to look that up and I found tons and tons of stuff that says it's haunted. <laughs> not one single specific claim though. That's annoying. A lot of history, a lot of interesting history. Mm-hmm. Um, it served in World War Two. It... Um, it served in Vietnam. It did some cold war shit. So it calls it three wars, even though the cold, cold war wasn't really like a war war. Yeah. Um, but so really interesting and like everything that I read said like, Oh, haunted, blah, blah, blah. And even like some like local paranormal groups were like, yeah, it's haunted, <laughs> but like no evidence at all. Okay. But not even that there's lack of evidence, just that I couldn't even find any accounts, like not even like a single, like, um, oh yeah, I heard footsteps and there was nobody there when I looked like nothing, yeah, nothing. So that was really disappointing. So maybe I'll just have to go and do like a covert investigation on my own. Um, but then I started like clicking link after link and going down the rabbit hole and the merchant's house museum kept coming up and I was like, oh, this place, I wanted to go here. <laughs> and then, um, then started researching it and ghost hunters investigated it <laughs> in like season 
I don't know, one or two or so. It was really old. Yeah. And it was the, that was the one, if any of you guys remember when they go to, cause they've gone to New York a couple of times. And I actually thought that this had happened when they came for the, um, the one, if the two, if by sea restaurant. Uh-huh. Um, but that was much later. The, this was the one they're standing out front and there's, uh, Andy and Steve and I'm sorry, girl, I don't know your name. Um, <laughs> But they're standing out in front of the building just talking and then this guy walks up and they had all the equipment and this yeah. guy just walks up, grabs one of the cases and just runs. <laughs> and it's funny because it's like you have no idea what's in that case. And also they were saying how heavy those cases are and this yeah. guy like took off and that's why they got it back because it was so heavy and Steve chased the guy. <laughs> so, you know, the guy was like, fuck this and dropped the case and kept going. But um, but it's like, welcome to New York, friends. Yeah. You can't leave stuff out. <laughs> Um, so anyways, Merchant's House Museum, um, New York City's only preserved 19th century home, both inside and out. And if you are so interested, it's located at 20, I wrote 29th East 4th Street, <laughs> it's 29, 29 East 4th Street. So that'd be between, I don't know, 5th Avenue and whatever one is East because 5th Avenue is the divider. Mm, but, okay. um, I think. I don't know. I don't know downtown science. So streets get <laughs> streets get weird down there. Stuff yeah. gets funky. Um, but whatever. Google Google it. Twenty nine East Fourth Street. Um, so they have it set up exactly how it was when the Treadwell family lived there, complete with their furniture, their dishes, their mm. sheets, their clothes, their everything. Their like clothes. Well, okay. Wow. So the house was built in eighteen thirty two. And I didn't write down who built it. I know somebody was named having built it. I don't remember. But um, this guy, Seabury Treadwell. Seabury. 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 Seabury? Whatever. People back then have weird names, man. (laughs) Um, But Seabury Treadwell, he bought it in 1835. Um, Him and his wife, Eliza. And they moved in. They At the time, they had six kids. Two more were born in the house, including the youngest, Gertrude, um, in 1840. She lived there her entire life. She never married. She died in the house in 1933 at the age of 93. Wow. Um, a cousin purchased the house um, and opened it up as a museum. I was going to say and renovated it, but no, it had only been a couple of years, so... And they, like, by all accounts, she, like, kept it up and took good care of it. Mm-hmm. So there there shouldn't have been much to do. But um, a cousin – actually, the cousin might have just inherited the house because she would have been the last – Living. I, yeah. I don't know. I, it doesn't um, – I, I didn't see anything that specified how the cousin came across it. But I wrote down purchased. But how, however it happened, a cousin <laughs> came in possession of the house and um, – opened it up as a museum in 1936. And so reports of paranormal activity began almost immediately. Wow. It dates right back to the thirties shortly after her death. Um, there's, so there's not too much history, like actual history of the house other than Gertrude was born and died there. Yeah. I'm just, think about living in the same place for 93 years. I know. That's just, Wow. It's just how, like, ma- how many different places have I lived in? And I'm only 35. 
<laughs> like I get itchy. I move like every, like, I think the longest place that I've lived so far after I left my parents' house was the haunted apartment. I was going to say queen, right? The, yeah. Because <laughs> I was there for five years and like I had two roommates, <laughs> not counting the cats. So <laughs> um, just, that's kind of cool, but kind of weird. I mean, it's, it depends on your personal comfort level. I think yeah. like if you need that familiarity, like I'm somebody who needs, like I'm always on the go because mm-hmm. I'm somebody who needs, I need something new. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a homebody. I like my home. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I get, I get itchy. <laughs> I don't want to say bored because I don't think I ever necessarily got bored. I also lived in re- like a bunch of really shitty apartments for a while. Yeah. That so, doesn't help. <laughs> So not all of those moves were, like, most of them were necessities. Like, upgrading. Like, I need to get out of this place. The one neighborhood was bad, and then the other one, like, I didn't have heat, and then the next one, the neighborhood was bad, and I didn't have heat. Wow. Yeah. I've I've been all over. Anyway. uh, So, where did I leave on? Yeah, so not too much history on this place. So lots of um, evidence, though. You have your basics, temperature fluctuations that are unexplained, um, weird smells that are unexplained. Mm-hmm. What the fuck? Um, disembodied voices, footsteps when no one's around. My favorite is the neighbors complaining of party noise. And piano playing in the middle of the night. In a museum. <laughs> well, yeah. So that claim I saw a few times, but on... Um, so I tried to watch the episode of Ghost Hunters, but um, the quality was really bad. Um, but I, like, I was able to watch some of like the... Um, I don't know if she's the owner or she's like the like curator mm-hmm. or who... I don't know, whoever's in charge. Um but she was saying that, like, because that's a common one mm-hmm. that, pe- like, people on the street will pass by and hear it. Yeah. But she said, like, one of the neighbors called, like, one morning and was asking, like, did you guys have a party there last night? Was there an event? <laughs> because there was, like, they heard that the um, the piano was there. And I want to say it's, like, it's all original. And I want to say it doesn't actually work. Oh, okay. But, um the piano sounds are really common. Like you'll hear the piano playing and then you'll go look and it's not. Um, and then also the apparition of a woman in a brown dress. Um, they believe that that's Gertrude and she doesn't really do anything. She just kind of walks around. Mm-hmm. Um, and they've said that she has interacted with visitors in the past. Okay. And so has her father actually. <laughs> I think, yeah, it was her father, but I'll get to him. Uh, So from amyscrypt.com. So Amy, A-M-Y. Oh, A-M-Y-S. And then crypt, like Tales from the Crypt. Mm -hmm. Um, So from her website. So she went and she did a tour. And um, so she says Gertrude is commonly seen near the bedroom that she died in. Or near the front door. Uh, Staff and visitors reportedly feel a presence in the bedrooms. Um, 
Oh, okay. So I got to her father quicker. I thought he was further down. Um, one group of visitors, they were there on a tour and I guess they were doing a self-guided tour Mm -hmm. and they went to go, um, into the study upstairs. Okay. And apparently they say an elderly man, um, like blocked the doorway (laughs) and asked them to leave. So they thought that he was staff. So they Uh were like, okay. So they turn to go, they go downstairs and they're going to, um, like leave through the front door and there's a portrait of Seabury Treadwell on the wall by the front door. And so they're going to leave and they see the portrait and they're like, holy shit, that was the guy that just told us to leave. (laughs) Wow. Um, which is, and it's, so somebody was asking me, um, recently because I was, I was talking about ghosts because of course I was and they were asking me like well because he had never actually seen one mm-hmm. and um he's like you know what do they look like like they're like see-through like you know like in the movies <laughs> I was like no the ones that I have seen like have either been like a shadow figure mm-hmm. which is exactly how it sounds and it's gross um or they just look like a regular person <laughs> like the old lady in my apartment yeah like when i saw her like like you saw her and you thought she was me and then so did mm-hmm. michelle she thought the exact same thing yeah. she's like what do you do oh wait what why are you you just walked down there and um when i saw her i was like what the fuck there's nobody here <laughs> and uh it, yeah like they just the ones that i i mean that's my experience yeah the ones that i and then that that one from way back when that I thought was you. Yeah. And I was like, what are you weird. standing over there? And then you like popped your head up and I'm like, what? <laughs> like, cause I thought that there was somebody actually standing in the corner. Mm-hmm. So all the ones that I have seen actually look like solid people. So it's not like, I could totally see like this guy being like, you know, get the fuck out of my house. Mm-hmm. Like, why are you here? You need to leave. And then they think that it's like a staff member mm-hmm. telling them like, you have to go. So in the attic, that used to be the maid's quarters. Um, People have seen full-bodied apparitions in period clothing. Um, and then Amy here from amyscrypt.com, uh, she was I, she was recording her tour. Mm-hmm. And when she went back and watched it later, there were banging noises that the camera had picked up. But at mm. the time, she didn't hear. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, in the upstairs bedrooms, the sounds of children running up and down the hallway have been heard when, of course, nobody is there. Um, made up beds have been rumpled <laughs> and it's a museum. Like it's yeah. not, not like a haunted B and B. It's not a, an, an interactive museum that you can go around and shit. Like it's all like roped off. Like you can't touch it. Yeah. Um, so, you know, the beds are all made and everything and like they'll go back in and the, the blankets will be all messed up. Um, who's been sleeping in my bed? I was trying to think of the next line and I, I couldn't think of it. <laughs> Um, oh, I wrote, it's a museum. No Tachi. <laughs> uh, and then she also notes light anomalies have been caught on camera. And then I like uh, orbs or like streaks. Like there it wasn't, she didn't specify she mm-hmm. light anomalies. Um, and then one woman claims to have, I think she said she was psychic. Um, she claims to have conversed with the youngest son, Samuel, after experiencing an overpowering smell of mothballs. Yum. That's a gross smell. Yeah. 
They don't smell great. Um, so then I found this site, Sturges Paranormal. It's sturgesparanormal.com. It's S-T-U-R-G-E-S. He's got some great shit posted. <laughs> um, and this is all his. But he did one. The one thing I don't. It, it looks like his site hasn't been updated in some time. Uh, but he had some really fucking good EVPs on there. Uh, I wish that he would have written up recaps of his investigations. Uh, he had a longstanding. Um, uh, agreement with the museum that uh-huh. he was able to go in and investigate. Okay. So he's been there, like he's investigated several times over the years. Okay. Um, and just, these EVPs, you guys go check out his site and listen to them for yourself. They're really, um, so the first one is they had, uh, He's saying, ask your question. And I can't tell if he's saying Sarah or son or Sean, but he's saying like, go ahead and ask your question. Mm -hmm. And then right after is the distinct voice. Sounds like a little kid Mm -hmm. saying, I am not afraid. (laughs) Like clear as, oh my God. Um, And then of course I didn't write down where all of these were but um there's another one of somebody asking what's your fondest memory and they had two recorders going Mm -hmm. the first recorder didn't pick up anything and the recorders are in the same room okay the second recorder picks up possible bells ringing Hmm. oh i did write down they were in seabury's bedroom upstairs and all, so in accordance with the time and their class, all rooms were, they all had bells in them uh-huh. to, you know, you for the, to call the servants. Yeah. So he asked that question and then you hear like this, like kind of ringing. Mm-hmm. Um, to be fair, it could be bus breaks. Okay. But I don't know that, I think that's a small street okay. and I don't know that buses go down that street. Um, so that's, that's why I put possible bells ringing, um, because it, it could be. Okay. Uh, you know, that sound better than me. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, well, if it's like from, if it was a bell ringing from far away, Mm -hmm. it could be, I don't know, but he, Either way, he didn't hear it at the time. And then here's the thing. When you investigate, like, mm-hmm. if you guys come to Rolling Hills with us, like, we'll go over this, too. Um, when And he talks about it on his website, too. Okay. Or no, no, no. He didn't. Um, the article I took his link from did. And <laughs> I didn't take anything from that article, even though I'm about to tell you this now. <laughs> but um, it just – it actually just reminded me. Um as you're, when you're doing EVP, mm-hmm. or if you have any kind of recording running at all, it's very, very important that you, as we learned <laughs> in New Orleans, yes, to um, any noise you make, you have to tag it. Or if you hear like traffic outside, you tag it. So like if we're sitting here doing an EVP session and um, like I shift on the couch and it creaks. Yeah. 
I have to say, oh, that was me. I just shifted on the couch and it creaked. Or if a bus goes by and hits its brakes, I would have to say, oh, a bus just hit its brakes outside or a bus went, or there's traffic outside or a car honked its horn outside, which in New York, like that's like when Jason and Joanne came and did my apartment, Uh like, and I was up on the sixth floor and it was still like constant, like traffic, car honking voices outside that was another big one because the bar was behind my building yeah with a garden so you'd hear people talking outside even six floors up you have to be like oh those voices are outside they're not evps and and any seasoned investigator knows this it's like a second nature like it Mm -hmm. just comes to them but if it's not something you've done before like it might not occur to you but those things pick up so much sound yeah and that's why it's also important that if you're going to talk you don't whisper. No. No whispering. <laughs> <laughs> that was me. <laughs> Sorry for the whispers. That was hilarious, though. We were so excited. We were so excited. Like, wait, no, that's you. Damn it. <laughs> um, yeah, you speak in a normal volume. And then any noise that you make or you hear other noises, you would. So like with the cats, we would be constantly, oh, a cat meowed. Oh, a cat bell is ringing. <laughs> Those cats. So that's that's the reason why I'm like, it sounds like bus breaks, but this guy's pretty experienced and pretty professional. And I feel like he would have tagged it. Okay. Like, oh, that's a bus outside. Um, Down in the kitchen. So I didn't write these down, but... um. When she was taking them around on ghost hunters and going over everything in the kitchen, um, she was saying how the that cast iron stove, it's uh-huh. like a cast iron wood stove, sometimes shakes like violently. Wow. And one explanation for it was the express train uh-huh. underneath. But the fact that that's, it's a cast iron stove, like it's yeah. so heavy. And then like, I feel like if it was the train, other things would be rattling too. Exactly. So... And then there's a chandelier too that moves on its own. Like it just starts swaying. And it happened when they were like, they were recording them, like talking about where to set up cameras and stuff. Uh And then Jason just like stops and he goes, that chandelier is moving. And then they show the (laughs) shit and it's like, it's swinging, like subtly, like swinging, like somebody like tapped it Uh a little bit and it's just like kind (laughs) of. So those are some other claims. Back to the EVPs. They're they're down in the kitchen. That's what reminded me. Mm -hmm. So they're in the kitchen. And, oh my God, this was so fucking... So, like, a couple of these, he has the original, the raw recording, and uh-huh. then he enhances it and plays it again so you can hear it better. But this, like, the I am not afraid one, I didn't need that enhanced. This one, I didn't need that enhanced. Like, and then the other ones that... So, I didn't write them all down, but the other ones I did write down, like, the only reason I listened to the enhanced ones was because I hear something, but mm-hmm. I can't tell what it's saying. Yeah. But, like, there's a definite, like other voice. So in the kitchen, the question is asked, what is your, what was your purpose here at the Treadwell's home? And then you get servant, <laughs> like so clear, like servant. Wow. And then, um, on a, another visit, um, they had a psychic with them. Uh, this was like a previous visit. They had a psychic with them who said she possibly made contact with a servant who had been either like hurt or bothered by a male in the house. So I guess the, like some kind of harassment or something, I'm sure. Yeah. And, um, or God forbid, like a, like an assault. Um, so they asked the question, um, do you forgive the man? 
Mm-hmm. And there's definitely a response, but I could not make out. And I listened to the enhanced ones too. Mm-hmm. And I can't make the words out, but there's a definite response there. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I hope it's like a fuck no, <laughs> but um, they had, I think this was a different visit also. Um, but the investigators were there with a psych. Yeah, it would have had to be. The investigators were there with a psychic and they were like standing around talking. Mm-hmm. And they had, so a tri-field meter, it's like an EMF meter, but I guess it's more accurate in that, like, they, they, he gives the analogy of, it's more accurate in that a toaster won't set it off. (laughs) Okay. Um, I haven't had a toaster actually set mine off, but like, if I hold it up to like the refrigerator or the TV, like, you know, if I... But I mean, you have to be like right on it. Like if you step back like a foot or two, it doesn't affect it. So, um, so a tri-field is really, it's like a more expensive EMF meter. (laughs) So, and they like, they make noise when they go off. So they're standing around talking and their tri-fields start buzzing. And so previous to this, somewhat recently, another member of their group had passed away Mm -hmm. and he had investigated the merchant's museum with them several times and he sounds like it's the way he talked about it it sounded like he may have been kind of a joker and like the kind to like like fuck with you Mm -hmm. like on like a friendly kind of way and so the psychic had been saying that she had been picking up a male presence that had been following and i'm so sorry i didn't get this guy's name but had been following this guy around all night Mm -hmm. and was like attached to him so on the EVP, you hear them talking, and then one of them makes a comment like, oh, the trifields are buzzing. And then you hear another voice, like, kind of laughing. And he goes, ah, shit. <laughs> 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 but, like, he's laughing and he's like, ah, shit. And, like, <laughs> um, and he says that that's something that this guy would have definitely been doing. Like, he totally would have been following us around and, like making fun of us and razzing us and stuff. Mm. So, um, and then there's another EVP. The question is asked, are you a working person? Are you a member of the family? Are you working for the family? And then I can't entirely tell what the response was. It was blah, 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 blah. Tell you about that is what I heard. <laughs> so I, I'm not going to tell you about that. Maybe is my guess, mm-hmm. but I'm really that first half. Like I can't mm-hmm. make it out okay. at all. Um, but the rest of it, I, like, you can hear. And then they're doing an EVP session in one of the bedrooms. I want to say it was Seabury's, but I'm not 100% sure. But it was one of the bedrooms. And um, somebody asked, does somebody want these lights turned off? And then there's – the door was closed. Mm-hmm. So I think it was the – yeah, the door to the hallway because they say the, the the door of the room. So that would be the hallway on the other side. And the door was closed and there's, again, there's two recorders going. Okay. So she's got one and then this guy has one and he's sitting right next to the door. Mm-hmm. And there was this loud bang on the door it came from like the other side, but it sounded like either somebody like, like banged on it like mm-hmm. really hard or it sounded like the door slamming shut, but the door was closed. Okay. And, um, so they like, they opened it and they try to like figure it out. And like, there was nothing on the other side that like fell onto it or anything. Um, and they, they couldn't debunk that and mm-hmm. it was just, yeah, 
And then the last thing I got was they were downstairs and it's, it's not like that wasn't really an EVP and this isn't really an EVP, but they got it recorded. So they posted it. Um, they were downstairs and there are clear footsteps. And I mean, you, it's clearly like shoes on wood, like that, not like boards creaking, like Mm -hmm. shoes are hitting wood. Um, coming from right above them on the second floor. Nobody was up on the second floor. They were all downstairs. So um, that's SturgisParanormal.com. You guys should definitely check them out. That, that was really, they, they have some really cool stuff up there. So cool. Very interesting. So that's the Merchant's House Museum. Sounds like fun. I want to go. <laughs> Um, I'm going to make that a day. I think they're only open Thursday through Monday though. Okay. So, and I don't know what admission or anything is. You can do either a guided tour or a self tour. And apparently they give you a behemoth kind of binder to carry around with you <laughs> that like, you know, because yeah, it's history and stuff. In they there. should figure out audio tours. I think <laughs> I'm just picturing carrying around. I mean, by, from what I've read, that's what people are saying. Like, if you want to do a self tour, like, I hope your upper body strength is because <laughs> you got to carry this giant binder. And like, I don't know what it actually looks like, but, and then of course for Halloween, they do, um, how like handlelight tours and they do, uh, a funeral recreation. Oh. Yeah. And they, they go as far as like, they carry the casket down to the cemetery down the street. That's great. I know. Cause back, back then you like, you had, you had it in your house. house. Yeah. That's weird. So that's definitely on the list. Okay. Tell me your story. On to Scotland. Oh, Scotland. I, he, he, I'm trying to channel fat bastard and I'm failing. Yes, you are. <laughs> Miserably. Oh, you, you're a lucky wee man. I think I left I a I ate ro- the babies. <laughs> I think I left a rosebud in there for you. Ew. I, I want my baby back, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done. I'm sorry. That was terrible. I didn't even do it right. Okay. So we are going to Greyfriars Cookyard, which is the name for a graveyard. I'm sorry. Did you say cookyard? Kirkyard. Kirkyard. I was like, like barbecue? <laughs> Shoot. Captain Kirk. Oh, I was, like, Kirk. I was like, wait, who, who's, whose name is Kirk? I know I this. I just can't do it, Captain. <laughs> oh, he's Scottish? Yes, he is. I need more power. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay, so it is the graveyard surrounding Greyfriars Kirk, which Kirk is the name for church in Scotland. Oh, so you don't go to church, you go to Kirk. <laughs> yes. The Church of Kirk? No. Oh. The church, the, the Kirk of Greyfriars. I'd go to the Church of Kirk. And it is in Edinburgh, Edinburgh, that place in Scotland. Edinburgh? Different people say it differently. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. You know, I misspeak one time and up my, oh, Edinburgh? Jeez. Um... Because when I um, I watched a YouTube thing, and the guy was pronouncing it Edinburgh, so I guess that's how they oh, pronounce the it silent in Scottish. 
Yeah. Oh, oh, so. So I, I have see. no idea okay. how you so, say it. So there there could be different pronunciations for different words. Okay. Yes. Uh-huh. And did I fuck you up? I'm sorry. Where, where, where am I going? History. How about some history for this place? I'm here for history. <laughs> so in August 1562, it was founded after a royal sanction was granted to replace the churchyard at St. Giles, which is a nearby church. So it was getting overcrowded. So they're like, well, we need a new cemetery. Where is it going to be? And they're like, oh, let's go build it by the Greyfriars Church. And they're like, cool. That sounds good. And that's exa- it's, that's direct quote. That's a direct quote? Yep. I like that. So, I'm I'm sorry. The Church of Giles? St. Giles. St. Giles. Yes. Because you know who I thought of. Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Of course. <laughs> so did I. I was like, oh, Giles has a church? What? Yep. Is it the Church of Vampire Slaying? Yes, it is. <laughs> so, in on the 28th of February, 1638, the coven, covenanting movement began here with the signing of the National Covenant in Greyfriars Kirkyard. They signed the covenant in the the graveyard because it was a place of legal free public assembly. That's kind of cool. <laughs> I have never heard covenanting coven, covenant used as a verb. But they do. That's what that is. That's a verb, right? Sure. That's another. I, I always mix up like the pieces of sentences. <laughs> I don't do sentence science. <laughs> no gra- diagramming sentences for you? No. Nope. In 1679, following the defeat of the militant Covenanters at Bethwell Berg, some 12,000 Covenanters were imprisoned, about 400 of which were in the field south of the churchyard. This area was conveniently enclosed on two sides by the city's Flodden Wall and on a third side by the high enclosing wall of George Harriet's school. And then the fourth side was fenced in by a picket fence from the church. And it was. I'm sorry. I'm just like wall, wall, picket fence. Exactly. I felt I felt the same way. But I guess it was a small a small side, and it was easily um, patrolled by guards. So it was a picket fence and guards. Oh, okay. I just. Yeah, but like, they just like put this these 400 people in this field, and they just left them there. Mm. And then in, and they eventually, you know. Um, were like they starved and they were executed and stuff like that. In 1690, the bulk of the of that area where the they were that field that they were fenced in was built on by the city bedlam, and uh, we figured out that that was uh, the city's mental institution of the time. I think I actually like I was thinking about like where did I hear it like how do I know that. And I think it was from Sweetie Todd. <laughs> I think it was one of the, a line in one of the, well, it is a line in one of the songs, but I think that's <laughs> how I knew that. Okay. 
Don't ever let anybody tell you musicals can't teach you anything. (laughs) And uh, in 1700, a small strip of land that was left sandwiched between the Bedlam and the George Harriet School was incorporated into the churchyard as vaulted tombs, and the area became known as the Covenanter's Prison. But at the time it was a prison, there was no buildings or structures or anything. It was just an open field. But that portion of the graveyard is considered the prison. In the early 1800s, the University of Edinburgh's prestigious medical studies program flourished, inadvertently sparking an underground trade in corpses stolen from the graveyard. Mm. So um, soon it became an epidemic, and to prevent these entrepreneurs from making off with loved ones, families would protect the graves by boxing them in with iron cages called mort safes that ran deep into the ground. Mort for death. <laughs> yes. Safe, safe death. Yes, and they, they look really weird because they're like really low cages just like covering the top of the the graves. and But like the most of their structure is underground so mm-hmm. they can't dig them up. They look weird. And then during the early days of photography in the 1840s, the Kirkyard was used by David Octavius Hill and Robert Adamson as a setting for several portraits and tableaus, such as the artist and the gravedigger. Um, I'm just, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm listening. I just, I'm rewinding to the Mort safes yes. for a second. Um, it's actually a, a double, a double safe. Because it keeps the grave robbers out. Oh, and it keeps the zombies in? It sure fucking does. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess it would. That's that's one way to look at I'm it. I'm so happy that you knew exactly where my mind went. <laughs> and um, this is the burial site of many famous Scottish people. Uh, one such person is famous for being a bad poet. So I guess his poetry was really awful, and he's famous for it being really terrible. And his name is William McGonagall. Yeah, it is. I've heard of him. Oh. For being a terrible poet. No, I think, but that, like, that all sounds familiar. Like, I'm pretty sure I've heard that, like, mentioned somewhere. But would that, so, would it be better to be, like, a really great poet and be completely unheard of? Or... Be famous, be famous for being bad for being horrible i don't know i guess it depends on how much of an artist you are right like <laughs> the non art artist would be the sellout <laughs> and then the really artsy the starving artist like blah, blah 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 blah. i'm so emo and nobody will know me until i've been dead for 50 years <laughs> so um i bring up this particular famous person for a reason all right because he, a, a famous author, lived in the city, or still lives in the city, for a long time, since 93. <gasps> I know who it is. <laughs> <laughs> yes, 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 Ames in the front. J.K. Rowling. Yes, it is J.K. Rowling. Ten points to Hufflepuff. <laughs> <laughs> and um, there's a lot of landmark places that around this kirkyard that she actually has been to and there are like evidence that like you 
she had like a plaque and she said she's written in these places. Mm. And so people think that the names in some of the two, the graves oh, in this she, kirkyard, she got the um, inspiration for her characters from them. William McGonagall, mm-hmm. she definitely got the last name McGonagall from him. Not necessarily from the graveyard, but she knew but of him, him before um, because she is part Scottish and she's like, I know like yeah. the hair, you know, people from there and stuff. So she used McGonagall for Professor McGonagall. I thought that was interesting. So I wonder how Professor McGonagall's poetry is. <laughs> I don't know. That would be interesting if she did write poetry in her spare right. time. Um, but there are uh, two other graves that have names that they say are inspiration. She has never said so herself. Um, one is Thomas. I'm not sure if you pronounce it Riddle or if you pronounce it Rydell because it's R-I-D-D-E-L-L. So I'm not sure how you pronounce that. I So... I'm pretty sure that's how you spell Rydell High in Greece. Okay. But we're in Scotland. So I don't know, Liz. (laughs) But there is a a term. Tom Riddle. I mean, even if that's not how you pronounce it, I think it's fair to say she took the name. But she never said, like, she said it might have come to her subconsciously. Right. Well, because you can't, because it's a fiction book. Any, you know, that disclaimer in movies, like any relation to persons living yes. or dead, blah, 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 blah. So she, even if that was the case, she wouldn't be able to <laughs> say it. Yes. But I mean, she, I think she had Voldemort, the name Voldemort first before mm-hmm. she had his real name. So it might've just happened that like she was messing around with Voldemort and Riddle came out of it somehow. Yeah. But I feel like. That's, I don't know. I feel like it's too much of a coincidence. Mm-hmm. Like it's too easy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like to make that sentence for those. No, wait, shit. What was the sentence? It's I Lord. Am, I, am I am Lord, Lord Voldemort. Voldemort. Oh, Thomas, Tom Marvel. The, his yes. whole name makes that sentence. Yeah, I don't know how it, I'd never like, like I feel like <laughs> yeah, I feel like well, I mean they write it on the I know. <laughs> but I feel like that's too perfect to be like I was just playing around with the letters and came up with it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how her But brain Voldemort works. <laughs> actually means something in French. A flight of death or something. Yeah, like that. so I came across that, yeah. So like I know that she came up with that. Like she came up with like on purpose. Yeah. But to say that she came up with that and then was playing around with the letters and got that, like, I feel like that's too much of a... I don't know. It lines up too perfectly. Yeah. So, I don't know. I don't know how her mind works, so I don't know how that came about. (laughs) But, I mean, while I was reading stuff about this, like, she said she would, like, take her daughter on long walks to put her to sleep. And then she'd, like, go sit and write wherever she was Mm -hmm. once her her kid was asleep so it's quite possible she walked through the graveyard just to like have somewhere to walk oh yeah absolutely to like put the kid to sleep so she probably seen saw like all the names all the time yeah 
And the other one that's mentioned a lot is uh, Mrs. Moody, but it's spelled M-O-O-D-I-E, but they, you know, Mad-Eye mm-hmm. Moody. And uh, that was about all for the history. I thought I didn't even, like, when I came across this, I had no idea there was a connection to J.K. Rowling at all. That's fucking amazing. It was just we like don't, this- We don't make enough Harry Potter references on this podcast, so <laughs> that was phenomenal. It was just this cool little thing. I was like, oh, that's awesome. And, like, the school that I mentioned, um, George Harriet's school. They, I thought you were going to say George Harrison. <laughs> um, <laughs> no. Um, they say that that's one of her inspirations for Hogwarts, but she is protective of kids' privacy and mm-hmm. stuff, so she never says anything Confirmed. about that at all. Yeah, because it would be mobbed. Yes, so she never confirms that. But there are so many places that look like that mm-hmm. in Scotland and England that, like, it could have been any of them or all of them. I mean, there's a castle like every 10 feet. Exactly. Over there, so. so on to the hauntings for the Kirkyard. On to the hauntings. I just like the name of that Kirkyard. Kirkyard. Greyfriars Kirkyard. Captain Kirkyard. <laughs> no. On oh. to your haunting. I know. I'm going, but you're looking at me weirdly. Um, in anticipation, patient, patient. Keep your socks up, kid. Come on, you gotta draw it <laughs> out. Um, one of the most noted hauntings is that of a sky terrier named Bobby. I'm sorry, is that a dog? Yes, it is a dog. <gasps> okay. Yes, a sky terrier is a kind of dog. Well, because because I know terrier, but sky terrier. I've never heard of a sky terrier. I don't know. It looks just kind of like Scottish a, terrier. They kind of look all the same to me, anyway. Like ter- uh, a terrier is a terrier is a terrier. Pretty much, maybe That's different like, sizes. I have no idea. Sound like a word anymore? <laughs> um, so, upon his owner John Gray's death, uh, he was a night watchman for the Edinburgh Police Department. Bobby took up a vigil at his grave. <gasps> It says that the great that the vigil lasted for 14 years until Bobby died himself oh, in 1872. Man. Oh, and he was buried nearby. Oh, baby. And um, wait, I'm sorry. So he was he worked for the police department, and his dog's name was Bobby. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't get did, that. Was, I did not get that. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if they use that term in Scotland, but I know. I, yeah, I, I didn't, that didn't click in my head. I was just thinking like, <laughs> like short for Robert. <laughs> oh, I wonder if that was on purpose. Oh, that, that would be, be adorable cute. if it was. So, oh, um, some say that he stayed there because John Gray's spirit was hanging around and he was, you know, keeping his owner company. Oh, he was giving him little ghosty doggy treats and little ghosty doggy pets. Yeah. Aww. And then um, he got Bobby got his own statue in the graveyard. <gasps> like there's a, a statue of a sky oh. terrier and a little plaque. I love that. I'm and he also has a right and he also has a bar named after him. A bar? Yeah, like to drink. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> that that fits. Um, I wasn't sure if you said bar or barn. Uh, no. So yeah, so they say that Bobby and John are still. Hanging around in the graveyard. 
that's what they look like. Oh my <laughs> god, they're so furry. Oh my goodness. <laughs> the statue does not look like that. <laughs> I had no idea that, that I've seen these. I had no idea that that's what they were called. Like the hair goes <laughs> they don't have fur, they have hair, right? And it like <laughs> dread, they look like mops. <laughs> not the not the not the big not ones. the big ones that have like the dreads, but yeah. like they like because the hair like drapes to the floor, you can't <laughs> even see their little feet, and their ears look like little pom poms. <laughs> oh my god, they're so fucking cute. Oh, they're not hypoallergenic. That's too bad. Fearless, intelligent, friendly, loyal, gay, good tempered, happy, gay, not homosexual, gay. So I'm like, how is gay a temperament? But it's because, like, if it was 1940, we would... <laughs> yes, because that's what that term used to mean. Anyway, back to the hauntings. Back to the hauntings. What am I doing? Oh, um, so the Covenant Covenanters prison area is felt to be haunted by the prisoners that died there. But some people say that a different spirit haunts that area. Dun-dun-dun. Um, and that is the most active spirit in this place. And he is known as Sir George Mackenzie, also known as Bloody Mackenzie. Is that the Bloody Baron? Maybe. He was buried in, in the cemetery in 1691 at age 55. During his years among the living... He was a lawyer and served as Lord Advocate to the Royals. He was re- also responsible for the imprisonment, inhumane treatment, and executions of the prisoners that mm-hmm. were in the uh, Covenanter's prison. And that earned his name, Bloody Mackenzie. So now does he walk around wrapped in chains like... Um What's his name from Christmas Carol? Oh my gosh, what is his name? Marley? No, not Marley. Morley. No, maybe it is Marley. Marley? Fuck, I'm going to have to look at the cast because I can't find it. <laughs> it's more Because Morley is the cigarettes on X-Files. Oh. But I don't know if it's still Morley or if it's... Mar- but it might be Marley. Sure, the Jim Carrey version. Marley. But there were two, right? No, it's only one. Damn it, Muppets! <laughs> well, because they had to change it to two because it's the Muppets. You the two guys. Okay, so um, Mackenzie has been sighted haunting around the cemetery since his death. And then there are incidents that started occurring after 1990 when an inebriated homeless man desecrated the tomb of George Mackenzie. I guess he was looking for somewhere to sleep and he broke in and like... I love that you said inebriated and not drunk. Because <laughs> that's what it said in the article that I read. So PC. Um, inebriated. So since then, people that have been going on tours of the cemetery, especially after going through the Covenanter's prison section, they have been coming out with noticeable scrapes, <gasps> bruises, and cuts. And those have been 
by an invisible force. So they say it's George Mackenzie. I think they feel that way because it that started happening after his tomb was desecrated. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. But it's not near his tomb where these incidents most often occur. It's in the Covenanter's prison area, hmm. which is interesting. Maybe he is now imprisoned there. Yes. And um, so for the amount of tax that have occurred over the years, the authorities um, completely close off the prison to public viewing. So the tours don't go into that section of the mm. graveyard anymore. And it's only visible through a cast iron gate. So you can only just like stand at the gate and look in there. And Boo. Because people the are getting scratched. Oh, come on. Well, in 2006, the Scotsman, um, a newspaper, wrote that there had been 450 documented attacks, 140 people who had collapsed. And even suspicion that Mackenzie Pol- the Mackenzie Poltergeist was responsible for the death of one local psychic. Mm. I looked into that a little bit. Um, what kind of paper is the Scotsman, though? Is it... I didn't look too closely. Because I've... <laughs> <laughs> I know, it's probably, Stumbled it into some tabloid. publications from across the pond that looked legit, and then upon further scrutiny realized, I think this is a tabloid. I should have been better about that. Well, I mean, it's not a... It's not a big deal, but I just, I for my own curiosity, like, yeah. Um, but I looked into the um, local psychics of death, and his name was Colin Grant, and he was at the um, the Kirkyard to help the spirits move on. And then a few days later, he died of a heart attack. And his family states that it is, it was unrelated to his. Um, dealings with the graveyard so coincidence that's what his family is putting it as i have such a hard time believing in coincidences though yeah unless it's something that directly like i don't know i mean like in my apartment coincidence everything was a coincidence but like (laughs) with like other like everything else i'm like i don't know that's a i don't coincidence but his family could could know that he had an underlying right, condition. like he could know that there was existing medical. Con- Does it say how old he was? Uh, no, I didn't, but I think he was a little older because, um, as looking into his story, I came across a story about his son, and I think I want to say his son was in his late 30s or 40s. Oh, okay, so I think he so was an older, older gentleman, part. yeah, an older gentleman, that's adorable. <laughs> So, um, there was a personal account from a reporter. His name was Gary Ralston. And he went to Great Friar Kirk Yard with Colin Grant Jr., the son of the psychic. And he also claims to be psychic or medium type person. And they also had a photographer with them. And they went there to, you know discuss what his father was doing there and, you know, to write about the encounters or the hauntings in the Kirkyard. 
And part of their experience was before they went to leave, the photographer asked Colin to pose in the path mm. while the reporter, Gary, mm. crouched behind him in an exposed crypt and aimed a flash gun at his back. Um, a flash gun? That's what it said. I, I, to, I guess Is it for like the camera flash? I think so, but to like to go behind him, so yeah, it like it's like backlit, yeah. Okay, because I'm like, wait a minute, is this like a flare gun? Is this like a like what? It's a flash gun. Okay, <laughs> um, so shoot a flashbang. And this was this was in the area that is the Covenanters prison. So he was inside one of those vaulted crypt things, mm, and a zombie came out <laughs> and ate his face off. Yeah. No <laughs> brains. Um. So this is in his own words. I was wearing a thick overcoat that until then had kept out the cold, but suddenly there was a chill on my neck. I looked behind me into the darkness, but saw nothing except my breath crystalline from my nose and mouth. I stepped two yards onto the path. So after they were done with the picture, Mm -hmm. he stepped out about two yards onto the path, but my now labored breathing was no longer visible. We immediately decided we had taken enough photographs and walked quickly to the gates. Mm. Hmm. Gross. And, <laughs> and that is all for the hauntings of the Greyfriars Kirkyard. Greyfriars Kirkyard. I like saying Kirkyard. <laughs> I like Captain Kirkyard. Do you know I don't know. I don't remember if we've already had this discussion. Do you know the difference between a cemetery and a graveyard? No, I don't. A graveyard is in the yard next to a church. Ah. It's a yard of graves. And, and a cemetery. cemetery is independent. It's okay. its own thing. Okay. So me saying cemetery was bad. Well, the, well me. <laughs> I mean, no. Well, that's, I mean, that's what like I know reminded me, but I was like, I don't know if we've talked about this because I like I found that out a, a little while ago, but I found that very interesting. I forgot why. Hmm. Like I looked it up and I forget why. I think I must have been taught like debating it with somebody. Okay. Because I always thought they were interchangeable. <laughs> I don't remember who I was talking to or okay. why we were talking about it, but so I guess that can make kind of make sense. Kirkyard. Yeah. Graveyard. Graveyard. Yeah. So graveyard is correct. Cemetery is not. <laughs> well, if you're using Kirk for church, churchyard. Yeah. The churchyard full of graves. Yeah. The graveyard. Exactly. That was cool. Um, I feel like closing out. So instead of closing out the Covenanters, is that what it was? The Covenanters? Yes. um, Informed consent. Make people sign a waiver. (laughs) I want to go. Scratch me, bitch. Well, I think it's still, you can, but it's not like open to the public. You have to like go get permission. Oh, like make an appointment. Or something like By that. appointment only. You know. Yes. But- will, um, will Bloody Mackenzie be available on the 5th of <laughs> August? I'd like because, to stop by and have a chat. Because I think this. Will um, he take a meeting with me? <laughs> this Gary. Um, this Gary character. Ralston. Um, <laughs> Gary Ralston. So I think they went after. It had been closed off to the public. Oh, and they had like... So they had permission. Okay, okay. They got... They, you know, talked with the church and like, you know... They have their own website. The church has its own website. You can go there and... Churches do that now. It's so weird. I know. Because like I was looking for like... I just wanted to like double check something. 
And so I typed it in and it like, it, the church's website came up and I was like, Oh, interesting. I've, I've <laughs> used, um, when I was doing research for, um, Oh my God, I'm going to burn in hell. I forgot her name. And she's like my inspiration for everything. Um, when I was doing the, the subway, the Rochester subway, mm-hmm. what the fuck was her name? Laura. But when I was trying to research her and find out like where she was buried and uh-huh. stuff, like the church's website, like the church that had her, um, held her funeral uh-huh. came up. So I was like trying to search their records for, and of course <laughs> I couldn't find her. But, uh, yeah, it was like, this is weird. Yeah. But like, yeah, they use like, they're like with the times, man. That's interesting, but that's weird too. <laughs> Submit your best entry for our Go Name Yourself contest, blah, blah, blah. Email us if you want to ghost hunt at Rolling Hills with us on August 26th, blah, blah, blah. Yes. All the, I'm saying blah, blah, blah because this was all at the beginning. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just a reminder because it's been like seven hours. Yeah. Um, and um, rate, review, and subscribe. Yeah, do all that. All that fun stuff. Social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. You can find us. Just search us. Join our group. Join our Facebook group. Lots of fun shit happens in there. We do giveaways and junk. Um, and there's some cool people talking about yeah. stuff, I guess. And sometimes you get to be the first to know about stuff. Yeah. Like contests and stuff. Oh, my God. I meant to mention this, like, as soon as you finished up. Speaking of Scotland, did you see that Liz has tickets to the Tron Theater for a no, show? I did not. Um. Well, she said at the time she said next month, but this was like last week. By the time this posts, it'll be like six months ago. <laughs> so, um, so I'm guessing sometime in July she's going to a show there. And cool. I told her because I responded like as our podcast, but you know it's always me talking. So I'm like, yeah, because I'm lame. I don't go on. Well, that. it's <laughs> like I always speak on behalf of us. Yeah. So it's like, but. Um, yeah, I was like, find us some stuff. No pressure, but, you know, <laughs> find us some stuff. Um, but I'm excited for that. I'm excited cool. to, to see what she reports back with. And with the um, the Tower of London that I did the last episode. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. That wasn't, we didn't just do that. That was the last one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, when I posted that thing on Instagram, and uh-huh. then of course it goes to the other accounts as well. And then Tim from Florida commented that I'm in London right now. Would you like me to stop over there? And I was like, <laughs> fuck yes. Find me a picture of Monica running around with a turkey on her head, please. <laughs> um, no, but if he ends up going like, yes, please yes. tell us all about it. Any of these places that you guys go, please, please, please tell us all about your, even if you don't have a ghost experience or just anything weird cool happened, just, yeah. Like, cause, cause they're all we're, cool places. we're clearly also like interested in history and all that kind of fun stuff too. It's not all just paranormal stuff. So like there's more to these places than that. Yes. And that's why we like to give some history behind them. Yeah, exactly. So, um, Please, yes. Photos, just your impression, your experience, what you thought of it, all that fun stuff. So, Absolutely. I think that's it now. I hope so. Cause... Okay. Because we're done. Yeah, we are. All right. Thanks for potting with us. <laughs> you look like you're going to say something. Oh, good. I, I, was, I was thinking about it, but I was like... <laughs> thinking about it. You're telepathically... Speaking to the recorder, and it's going to end up as an EVP. Yes, it is. <laughs> That'd be hilarious. That is really like, wow. What? what? A real what, thing? What if an EVP could have been someone's thoughts?
that's actually not a theory, but you can 